If availability is a problem for the Pelicans, Trey Young is a guy who plays a lot of games and could be available, but would you be willing to trade one of the Pelicans' best players for him? Plus, any interest in Draymond Green? It's the Friday episode of Locked On Pelicans. Let's go! You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Available wherever you get your podcasts and available on YouTube. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. Here with y'all on this Friday, final show of the week. I got a big one for you. Trey Young. I'm curious what you all think about him. And of course, thank you for making Lockdown Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast. No one else comes to you like this. Don't ask for anything in return. If you want to support the channel, become an everyday or listen Monday through Friday and comment down below on YouTube. And I'm very curious all y'all's comments about Trey Young. And in the third segment, we'll get into Draymond Green. So let's start with Trey Young. The big knock on the Pelicans and a theme around the Pelicans this offseason, something we've touched on already because there's no offseason here at Locked On Pelicans. We're still doing shows five days a week, no days off, is availability. You heard that at the end of the season. You heard it in end of season press conferences. That's the main thing holding this team back. Brandon Ingram played 45 games. Zion Williamson, 29 games. That's it. Combined, they didn't play a full season, 82 games worth. You had other guys like Larry Nance Jr. only play 65, Jose Alvarado, 61. A lot of guys that were supposed to be key guys for this team were just hurt. And in the words of Mike D., Mike Dettelier, the best ability is availability. And availability has been a problem for the New Orleans Pelicans. And we'll do more shows on trading Zion, trading Brandon Ingram. Because I actually think it's it's quite difficult to come up with realistic trades for what the Pelicans are hoping to kind of get from for those guys. So one name that comes up a lot, though, that would be attainable for the Pelicans, that's kind of a, a, a lateral move in a sense. One of the reasons why it's tough to come up with trades for, say, Brandon Ingram, because I don't think they're trading Zion at all. I think they would trade B.I. before Zion is this team isn't rebuilding. So it's not like you would trade Brandon Ingram to the Pistons for Bogdanovich and Killian Hayes and like four draft picks. That that doesn't make you competitive. It just makes you worse. And that's not what this team is trying to do. They're not trying to rebuild. So in theory, you're trading Brandon Ingram for a better player, maybe a Jalen Brown with the Boston Celtics. But then the same argument can be made for the Celtics. Well, they're they're in win-now mode. Why would they trade Jalen Brown for a worse player even if there's picks? They don't need those picks. They're trying to be competitive. And you kind of get into this escalating problem because of that. So you look more for a, a lateral type of move. Is that a guy in Trey Young? You know, there's a couple of reasons you don't hate him. 26 points per game last season, 28 the year before that. He takes a lot of threes. Eight threes two seasons ago, 6.33s last season. He gets you a double-double basically every time. He's going to give you around 10 assists for his career. He averages 9.3, more of a 
point guard than anyone else on this Pelicans team. Three-point shooting, passes the ball, scores. That's not bad. That's something this Pelicans team simply needs. But really, the main argument for Trey Young, or Trey Young in a Brandon Ingram trade, let's say, and I'll throw a hypothetical one out at you just because, why not, is he plays games. Played 81 games his rookie year, 60 games after that, 63 in the shortened season. And then you also had the 60 and 63 were the bubble year and then the season after the bubble, so shortened years. 76 games two seasons ago, 73 games this season. That's more than Brandon Ingram and Zion combined, something like that. He plays. There's availability. That's an important thing. So you would trade him because I don't think he's as good of a player as Brandon Ingram is. But he plays more. Does that make up for the fact that B.I. has missed a significant amount of games the past two seasons? And do you trust him to play? Sorry, going forward. 45 games this year, just 55 games last year. Before that, it was okay. But then you you had the two shortened years. But then you go to the Lakers years. He had dealt with a blood clot. 52 games, 59 games, and then 79 games his rookie year. Hasn't come close to that since. If you want a guy that plays, Trey Young is a guy that you can trust will be out there on the court. That's the reason you're trading for him. He's not as good at Brandon Ingram. He's not horribly far off, depending on kind of where you put them. Like, is the gap this big? Is it bigger? You know, whatever it is, he plays. Is that enough to make up for it? And that's your argument for him. That's your argument for Trey Young is that he plays to include Brandon Ingram in a trade. I don't think they would do it for CJ McCollum. I don't think they would do this trade for C.J. McCollum, though the money would work. I don't think they would do that at all. I think they would do it for Brandon Ingram. You could make another deal work like You could make a trade work like this. You could go with Brandon Ingram, Jonas Valanciunas, and like a tad bit of salary filler, Billy Hernan Gomez, for Trey Young and John Collins. And that deal would work under the current structure of things. Is that a trade that you would do? You get a, a small ball center, a center that maybe Willie Green trusts a little bit more, even though his minutes at the five I don't think are great and are so limited for John Collins that I don't know if you want to read too much into that. Or do you want to roll with maybe Brandon Ingram won't play? So you get a player that would play more than Valanciunas does and Trey Young who gives you the scoring and three-point shooting. But does he actually give you the three-point shooting? Well, let's get into that in the next segment. So that's your argument for it. Your argument for is he plays more. You can rely on him and being out there on the court. That is the beginning and the end of the argument. Everything else doesn't matter to me. Is that enough to make you want to trade for him? Because there are definitely some faults with Trey Young and his game. And let's get into those. Why you wouldn't do this deal coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Before we do that, though, today's episode of Lockdown Pelicans is brought to you by the all-new, all-electric Nissan Aria with Nissan's most electric player of the week. The most electric player of the week is y'all, my listeners, my viewers on YouTube. The way you root for this team, your passion, it's brilliantly fierce. The way you chant, refs, you suck, just elegantly powerful when we're there in the Smoothie King Center and your displeasure with how the season ended and potentially the direction of this team, it is absolutely stunning and stunningly powerful to send a message. You got the team to put out other statements and, and clarify on things. 
Y'all are just like the all-new 2023 Nissan Aria, which packs pin-to-your-seat power and premium intelligence all in one EV. The all-new, all-electric 2023 Nissan Aria, the EV for people who love to drive. Shop now at NissanUSA.com. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday for y'all, breaking down everything you want to know. Every day, we've got a fun week of shows coming up next week. We'll look at the draft a little bit. We'll talk more trades, direction this team needs to go, and we're going to be covering it all. And if you want to support the channel, subscribe, listen every day, and comment down below on YouTube. Let me know what you think about Trey Young or in the third segment, Draymond, Draymond Green, because that gets a little bit interesting going into this offseason too and what might happen there and what's already happened, though. As I'm recording this, the Kings are down nine. Oof, it's a shame. So let's keep talking about Trey Young, though. The reason I bring him up is, you know, they're not doing well in their first round series against the Boston Celtics. They're down 0-2. They don't they look like they're going to get swept. And this Atlanta Hawks team has been disappointing since they made a run to the conference finals where they lost to the Milwaukee Bucks a couple of seasons ago. And that year, they got really lucky. They matched up really well with that New York, Knicks team, New York Knicks team in the first round. And then they played a Philadelphia 76ers team that just got a no-show from Ben Simmons, right? And kind of really was the beginning of the end there. And it just showed you they weren't as good, maybe convinced them they were better. They went all in getting uh, DeJounte Murray, and it just hasn't worked out. And is this team going to go anywhere beyond kind of maybe being a play-in tournament team? And it does not feel like it. So if they want to really shake things up, moving Trey Young is probably what you need to do. They've also created a little bit of a problem for themselves with this. You know, by trading for Murray and giving up three first-round picks for him, well, you set the minimum you're going to accept for Trey Young. You can't accept less than that for Trey Young. And the Pelicans could include picks, right? C.J. McCollum, Valanciunas, other salary filler for Trey Young and John Collins, and you throw two or three first-round picks in there. You could start to convince me on that a little bit. I wouldn't trade Brandon Ingram for him. I think that's what they would be expecting. Maybe they include first-round picks if they have any at that point. So regardless of figuring out the trade, do you want Trey Young on this team? And I think the answer to that is no. His numbers in a vacuum look good. 26.2 points per game, 10.2 assists, and he took 6.3 threes. But here's the thing. When you really start to look at his numbers and you think of him as a three-point shooter, right? He's not that good of a three-point shooter. That's kind of the problem. This is a guy that for his career is 35% from three. It's, I mean, it's not bad. It's not Draymond Green level, which we'll get into next, but it's not good. He shot 33.5% this year. Last two years ago, he shot, or last year, however you want to clarify, 38.2, but the year before that, 34%, 36% his second year, and then 32.4% his rookie year. He's an up and down streaky shooter. He's not particularly good, and he loves long threes, and he's not particularly amazing at long threes. I do like the fact that he takes them and is willing to rip it. You know, when Trey does that, I encourage it. I also like Trey Murphy III is more of a shooter than Trey Young is. And so I don't love that he's not actually a good three-point shooter. He, he does have court gravity, and teams defend him out there. That's kind of half the battle, I think, because that does space the court for Zion Williamson and Brandon Ingram, if you include CJ in a trade. But then the usage rate becomes an issue. This is, And we talked about usage rate yesterday or the day before. Yesterday, when talking about Trey Young, you know, his usage rate is in the, the you know, 
low 30s. It's on par with Brandon Ingram and Zion Williamson. And do you want him taking those shots away from those guys? I don't really want that. And so when I start to look at him as a player, I, I just don't love it. You know, he talks a lot of trash, doesn't really back it up. You don't love a guy that kind of does that. You know, he can turn the ball over and have moments when he's he's a little rough with that, averaging over four turnovers per game the past couple of years. That just doesn't seem to me the guy that really would fit on this team. And, you know, a guy that kind of wants the attention, the spotlight. And I don't know him personally. couldn't tell you his motivation or truly much about him in that sense. But you kind of look at that and you go, I, I don't know about this. You know, there's somewhat of a coach killerness to him, too. He's played for how many head coaches now um, at this point? Yeah, and gone through a couple of couple of them, including like multiple in the same season. You know, you look at all of those things, and that's the type of stuff that I do think worries me when there does at least feel like there's some stability here. He's gone through Lloyd Pierce, Nate McMillan, um, Prunty, who only was there for two games this year after McMillan was fired, and then Quinn Snyder taking over. And you've heard of Trey Young and rumors a lot of like wanting to be traded and all of that. I mean, if that's coming from the team, and it seems like Quinn Snyder has a lot of personnel control there as their new head coach, is he putting these rumors out there being like, I want Trey Young? If that dude doesn't want Trey Young, what's it say? If he's not wanted by his current team, what does it say? And those are the type of things that tend to worry me. We're talking about him because he's a guy that seems like he's conceivable to go and get. But you throw him on a team, look, Trey Young, Brandon Ingram, Zion Williamson, John Collins even, I'd roll the dice on that. But if it comes to CJ McCollum, Trey Young, and Zion, I'm passing. Even on the previous trade, I don't love it when I think there's maybe other moves you could go and get. But if this is like the best dude that's available to you, and you want to go all in and try and win a title with a three like that, you can sell me on it. But how much veteran leadership do you lose? How does it impact the locker room? Those sorts of things. And we'll talk about culture probably on Monday's show, actually. So I'm not sure I love that idea. And he's not the three-point shooter that a lot of people really seem to think that he is. He's not good defensively either. He's terrible on that side of the ball, which is where the Pelicans have kind of built some of their identity right now. So for all of those reasons, I'm out. I'm out. I'm not really interested in Trey Young as a player on this Pelicans team, depending on what you give up, of course. Maybe if you throw in John Collins and send out Valanciunas because it's very clear they want a different starting center. But at the same time, I'm not too enthused about this. Just like I'm not going to be particularly enthused about the next player that we are going to talk about who could potentially be very, very available should the Pelicans want him this offseason, and that's Draymond Green. And after the suspension for Game 3, he's not playing as I have this game on in the background. The Kings are down 7, 39-32. So let's say they lose this one, and Golden State kind of gets that series a little bit closer, and they're not just run out of there. You know, say their dynasty ends and they lose that series, though. What's it mean for Draymond Green's future? Is this a guy you'd like to add to this Pelicans team? Let's talk about that coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Before we do that, though, today's episode of Locked on Pelicans, I love these sponsors. It's brought to you by eBay Motor. For a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. And it's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. I work on all my cars. I'm restoring a 1976 Corvette. I, got, I just tweeted out a picture of it. I'm working more on the brakes this weekend, putting it in a new window, actually. All of that. 
I've ordered parts from different places and sometimes you get one that's like a generic part. They're like, this will work here. And it doesn't fit because your car is unique and you want something that fits and you try and force it in there because it's what you have. And it doesn't work. It's going to rattle. It's going to make noise or it's going to screw something else up. You just need parts that fit. And with eBay's guaranteed fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. You add your car to it and then you look for the green check. And it's your money back if it doesn't fit. So have confidence when ordering parts from eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be right back in there driving in no time. Get the right parts, the right fit, the right prices on ebaymotors.com. That's where I get my parts from. Let's ride. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday for y'all, breaking down every single thing you want to know about this Pelicans team. No one else coming to you like this. Talked about Miles Turner yesterday, Trey Young today, Draymond Green right now. And for my everydayers Monday, let's talk about the culture around this team. What is the culture? What is the identity? What should they build? What are they trying to build? We'll do a deep dive on all of that in Monday's show. So let's bring up another name. Let's bring up another name. I'm not, I'm not thrilled about Trey Young. I think that was very obvious there. This next name is just a big hell no from me. I was asked about this a lot when I remarked on Twitter of, wow, they really suspended Draymond Green. I thought that was a little bit surprising. I don't know if I would have suspended him. I also understand it. And a lot of people said Draymond Green to the Pels. Should they, should they go after him? He could be a free agent. He has a player option for $27.5 million next year. He can decline that and become an unrestricted free agent right now or take that and then become a free agent in another year, which might be the better move, but we'll see. Would you want Draymond Green on the Pelicans? Let's not even worry about a potential trade. Let's not even worry about the money. Let's just talk Draymond Green as a player, kind of by himself in a vacuum here. I get the idea. This is a guy with a championship pedigree. Four titles, right? That's impressive. This is a guy who's known for being a defensive player of the year. You could argue that he should have won it this year over Jaron Jackson Jr. or really been more in the running than he was. He also dishes out a ton of assists. Seven this season, seven last season, nine the year before, six, seven, 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 seven point four, And that's when he kind of got good after his first three years in the NBA. This is a guy that can kind of do some of the point forward things. You know, the Pelicans need maybe more ball handling, more of a point guard. That's not Draymond Green. So I don't think he really fits that mold. You're bringing him in mainly for his defense and kind of the veteran presence in the locker room and his ability to swing games. Remember when he kind of baited CJ McCollum into everything, you know, and did all of that stuff, got thrown out with all of that. And then that game completely turned around and the Warriors came back. Super annoying. He does that, and it works, and it works. I was kind of surprised that they didn't come back in game two and win that game after he got ejected because sometimes he does that just to fire the team up, and he has that effect on those guys. That's when I was like, oh, maybe the Warriors dynasty is over. And when you look at him and kind of look at his tenure there, my Locked On NBA co-host on Wednesday, John Corrales, mentioned this because on every Wednesday we do real or fake with like one big question. It was Draymond Green suspension in game three means the Warriors dynasty is over, real or fake. And it it's like very real if they lose this series. If they lose game three and they go down 0-3, like they're done. And their dynasty looks like it's going to be over because they're probably going to let Draymond Green walk the second they can. 
That team's expensive, and his antics do cost you. Don't forget, you know, he missed a game in the NBA Finals when they lost to the Cleveland Cavaliers. He wasn't suspended for the incidents that he did. He was suspended for, like, the amount of technicals, I believe, or flagrants that he had gotten. Not because of the actual incident itself. But if he's not suspended for that game, they probably win that series, and that's five titles there. You know, and then all of a sudden, you have Steph Curry chasing his, and all of these guys chasing their sixth ring and tying Michael Jordan. So you could argue, especially now, that if they lose this because he's been suspended, he's costing him another ring, and that's almost two championships he's cost them. Really one, maybe two. Do you want to deal with that guy anymore there? Probably not. So if they let him walk, do you want him here in New Orleans? And as I said, the answer is hell no. He's a defensive guy. What was the Pelicans' problem all year long? Offense. Lack of three-point shooting. More offense. Offense, offense, offense. Draymond Green and his assists aren't unlocking that, aren't fixing that, aren't the answer for it. This is a guy for his career has averaged 8.7 points per game. He hasn't averaged double figures scoring-wise since the 2017-2018 season. I don't need that. This is a guy who shot 30.5% from three this year, under 30% the previous four years. He's a career 31.4% shooter from three. He has one good year of three-point shooting in 2015-2016, and that is it. He's not an offensive guy. He's just not what the Pelicans need. So I have no interest, even if I think he actually would be a great locker room presence, I have no interest in adding Draymond Green and paying him or giving up assets to bring him in when he just isn't what this Pelicans team needs to try and fix things. So no, no Draymond Green. Do you disagree? Let me know in the comments down below. And that's going to do it for this episode of Locked On Pelicans this week of Locked On Pelicans. Thank you all so much for listening. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. I'll be back with you all on Monday. We'll talk about the Pelicans culture, their identity, what they're trying to accomplish in build. I'm looking forward to seeing y'all then.